book of First Corinthians. <coughs> First Corinthians, the twelfth chapter. Yes. And when you get there, would you please say amen? Verse 8, everybody there? Verse 8 tells us that. But now, mm-hmm, there that word is again, keep coming up. Now, hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him? Man did not set the members in the body of Christ no more than man set the members in this body right here. God did it. And if you ever want to know about the body of the church and how it should work, then all we have to do is look at ourselves and see how your body works. Because you see, what you got to understand is that our body is the church. Our inner sanctuary of our soul, that's what the church is. See, God knew this way before we even started this thing. Before we even knew what was going on, he had already made the physical body of man to show you how his body in Christ was to work. First of all, it was God that set the hand on the body and the feet on the body and the eyes on the body and the ears on That was God that did that. We didn't do that. And it's God, the Bible says, who also sets the members in, he's talking about this body of Christ. It's also God to do that in accordance to how this pleased him. Now, the foot don't go against the hand. The eyes don't go against the nose. The mouth don't go against the ears. You see, they all work in conjunction when they're working properly. The only time that they're working improperly is when we allow something is going wrong in our body that causes it not to work in accordance to each other. And it's the same way with the body of Christ. With the body of Christ, if everything is working in the order that God has placed it in, then verse 25 explains why it's like that. Look at verse 25. He said, he's put all these members in his body. Why? That there should be no what? Schism in the body. That word schism means division. How many of y'all know that there's a lot of division in the churches around this world today? Division. But God said, you know why? Because the body is out of whack. Did you hear me? Amen. The Bible says here that God set the members in accordance to how it pleased him in verse 8. So that there wouldn't be no schism, no division in the body. So what happened is, is man put his two cents in it. He started making denominations. He started making all kinds of... Dip- that ain't even biblical. Every one of them is a wall. Every time 
you deal with another denomination, another theology, another this or another that. All you're doing is creating schism in the body. That's why we're having this cross-cultural event, so that we can break down that schism in the body. And everybody knows it. They even talked about it yesterday. So everybody knows it, but few of us are hearing the voice of God to go and do something about it. Most of us are just going on our little old happy way, and we're going on to our little old church, and we think our church is the only thing that exists. So we got a silo ministry, and that's what most ministries are. A silo ministry. You know what a silo is? That's a standalone ministry. That's where you, a silo is where you put a, one missile down in it, and it's all by itself. That's what a silo is. There's too many silo ministries. The Bible says that, verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. You see, every member, we here at House of Destiny, we are known for having the same care for every member. If you're not cared for here, it's because you don't want to be cared for here. It's not because we don't love you, but we can't do it for so much. We can't hog tie you and make you do nothing. That's not God's will to do that. See, you have to want to. See, a man got to want to be helped if he's going to be helped. You can't help a person that don't want to be helped. You'll kill yourself. But everybody here has the same care, one for another. When one hurt, all of us hurt. Amen. We do the best that we can. But what do you want us to do? When you, when, when you don't want to do for yourself, what else can we do? What else can we do? When your finger hurt, your whole body hurt. Right or wrong? And your whole body Try to find some relief for it, don't you? Now, it doesn't matter whether it's small or not. You know, you can have a little hangnail. But when that thing is a hangnail, it's not insignificant regardless of how small it is. That thing can get pussed up, fested up, and it can cause you a problem. You can't have your finger cut off. You know. So, every part of the body is designed by God to have the same care for one another. Now look at verse 27. He says, Now ye are the body of Christ. Now he's bringing it on in. And members in what? Particular. See, every member here is a particular member in this body. See, this is good, sound Christian teaching here. And we need to figure out what it is. See, this is some of the stuff that we need to go back to every once in a while and just understand what the body of Christ really is. Just understand what it really is. See, the body of Christ, it says here, every member in particular. So every member that's in this body is a particular member. It has its own gifts. It has its own purpose. In the whole of things. Not in his or her thing, but in the whole of things. And verse 28 says, And God, look who did it. God had set 
in the where? Church. You see, verse 28. God said, first apostles, because somebody had to start the thing. Secondary prophets, because after it started, then somebody got to be an inspired speaker to keep it going. Thirdly, teachers, because teachers are the most important, because they're the ones that prophesy the word. Prophesy means to teach, to reveal the word of God. Then comes the miracles. Miracles and all of that don't even come forth, and the gifts of healing and helps and governments and diversities of tongues. See, that don't even come until you get the first three. See, a lot of times we want to get the first one, just jump over the other, and then go to work in miracles and speaking in tongues and doing all that. But that, look, it's got to be set up right in order for it to do that. And it's only set up in God's time, not in our time. So what happens is we try, to, we try to hurry up and hasten things when we ought to just let things just simmer like we do here at HOD and let it slow roll itself. Let it slow cook. Because God like unleavened bread. Y'all know that? And did you also know that a little yeast, which is a little corruption, will corrupt the whole loaf? Just, just letting a little bit of corruption, a little bit of yeast come up. You know what I'm talking about. Well, we'll just look the other way. She come up in here and, and she sit right there. And we'll get, you know, none of the deaconesses won't say nothing. I'm just saying they do that in some churches. You know, but then you got some churches where when she come up in there, they get her a tie. Real quick. And that's what happened here. But what I'm trying to say is a little yeast, a leaven. If you let that up in here like that, that'll mess up the whole congregation. Well, nobody be listening to the word of God. Can I be real up in here? Let me just be real up in here. I can use many examples. But seems to me like that's what everybody's falling in nowadays. That sex thing. So we might as well be real about it. Because we're all human beings. So what we have to do is we have to guard our heart and put up boundaries. Job said, I made a covenant with mine eyes that I won't even think upon a handmaid. That means that he had to do some soul searching too and get some things right. So I'm not here to judge, but I'm here to point out what's killing us. So ain't no need up in there hiding like we're all holy this and holy that. We ain't. We are not. We're not that good, y'all. But Jesus is. And that's where our hope is. That's where our hope is, right there. Because this word, without grace, Ain't gonna do you no good. This word gotta have grace with it. This word gotta have love with it. The Bible says in verse 31, and here we go, we're getting into this thing called the excellent of the spirit. We're gonna deal with this. First Corinthians 12, verse 31 says, after he talks to us about the gifts and how it's all set up. Then he comes with a word called but. He just cancels all that out. But. He comes back with the word but. Yeah, all that's good. But. He said, covet, which is to desire earnestly the best gift. Yeah, it's okay to do that. And then he turns and makes a shift and he say, and yet 
I'm going to show you a more excellent way than your gifts. See, see, see you got to see what Paul is saying here. That word excellent way means superior in degree or quality. In other words, I'm going to show you a more superior way than your gift. See, too many people are caught up in their gifts. But there's a more excellent way. There's a more superior way. You understand what, what God is saying here? So, see, it's too many people caught up in prophesying, tongue talking. But I'm going to share what the word says about all that. It's too many. But Paul said, I'm going to show you and all of us a more excellent way. How many of you want a more excellent way? Huh? I mean, really, how many in here want to, or do you want to just have your gift? <laughs> Let me show you something about your gift from the Word of God. Can I show it to you from the Word? Will you get hot if I show it to you from the Word? Huh? You know, some of you are so caught up in your gifts, you know, you might get hot at me if I show it to you in the Word. But see, I show it to you in the Word because that's my shield. Oh, you didn't catch that, did you? <laughs> show it to you in the Word. Look at the Word. Go back here. It says, let's look at uh, verse uh, 29. It says, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret? What he's saying is that Everybody don't do the same thing. See, everybody don't do the same thing. But then when you go on over here, you'll see where he'll tell you that, hey, look, all of this stuff will cease. If you keep reading up in there, it'll all of this going to cease. But love ain't going to never cease. He says here in verse 31, but covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Those gifts that he say covet earnestly, the best gifts, those gifts mean spiritual endowments and qualifications. And that's what will pump your head up right there. See, that's what messes up right there. Because the gift is a spiritual endowment and qualification that God's laid in, that God lays in your life. And what, it, and what happens is, is that we become pompous about it. Because we got this gift over here, we think just because we can prophesy and we can foretell things, we think that gift is better than another gift. And then we got another one over here just because they speak in tongues. They, they, they think they got something that you don't have. You understand what I'm saying? See, the qualification. That spiritual endowment that God places on us is a dangerous thing to a fool. Did you hear what I said? I said to a fool. Because you know what it'll do, minister? It'll make you think you something when you ain't nothing. So Paul said, look here. It's all right to have that, but I'm going to show you a more excellent way. How many want the more excellent way? I would to have a more excellent way than all the gifts. Amen? Amen? I'm talking about the excellency of the Spirit. 
I'm just showing you what the Word of God say here. So what we need to be working on is not how to prophesy or speak in tongues or whatever it is. See, see, that's going to come. You see, what we need to do is find out what this more excellent way is. Let's find out how to do it. Because that more excellent way is the way of love. We're going to get to that in a minute. I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. Proverbs 17, 27. This is what the Word of God said. Now we're talking about the excellency of the Spirit. Proverbs 17, 27. The Word of God says in Proverbs 17, 27 that it goes something like, A man that has knowledge speaks fairly. That means that a man has got knowledge, he don't run his mouth a lot. How many of y'all know sometimes it's best just to hold your tongue? Just don't say nothing. It's best to do that sometimes. But y'all know about James. James told us about that, how hard it is to bridle that tongue. He said that, that tongue will set the world on fire. That tongue, man, that tongue gets to flapping. That thing will cause some problems all over the world. Amen? So, the Word of God says that a man of knowledge will speak sparingly. Is that what it says? Something like that. And then it goes on and say, and a man of understanding will do what? Is what kind of spirit? Excellent. Got an excellent spirit. A man that's got understanding got an excellent spirit in it. Didn't say nothing about a man who can do this, a man who can do that, a man, a man that's got understanding. If you got the gift, make sure you got some understanding with it. Wisdom is the principal thing, Proverbs 4, 7 said, but in all by getting, get you some understanding. Because if you get the understanding, then you've got an excellent spirit in you. You're walking with it. That's word, man. I'm showing it to you in the word. I'm not pulling this out the air. This is word. Go to Daniel 6, 3. Over there, Daniel 6, 3, Old Testament. The Word of God says, Then this Daniel. Daniel 6, 3, over there. Y'all catch me. Then this Daniel. Daniel means God who judges. His uh, Babylonian name was Belteshazzar, which means lay up treasures in secret. All right? You'll find that in Daniel 4, 8, his uh, idol god name that they gave him. But then this Daniel over there, Daniel 6, 3. Then this Daniel, which means God who judges, was preferred. You see that word preferred? Watch that close now. Because God is talking to us now. Daniel means God who judges. Does not God be the one who judges us? Now he's going to, now watch what he does here now. He said, Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because in what kind of spirit? Excellent spirit was in him. My God. Preferred. That word preferred there means that he was favored. 
And the Bible says in Psalms 512 that uh, uh, God will bless the righteous and will couple them with favor as with a shield. So to be preferred when you're living a righteous life, you have favor of God. You're preferred. The Bible said Daniel was preferred over everybody else. That's why God said, I take up one and take down another. I'm the one to do that. He, I'm telling you, an excellent spirit will bring favor in your life. It don't make no difference about what man think about you. God is looking on the inside of you. God knows no every struggle you got. But did you know that that don't stop God from having favor in your life? Because God knows whether you love him or not. And God is the one who judges. God is the one who prefers you above the presidents and the princesses and all of them others. Who think, well, how did he get that? God did it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Well, how did he get that job? How did she get that job? She must have been sleeping with the boss, man. Well, why? How about it? Might have been sleeping with God. Now, let's just be real about it. Let's just be honest about it. I'm talking about the excellence of the spirit, man. I'm talking about an excellent spirit in you is a man that's got understanding. And a person that's got understanding is preferred above all the rest. Because you got that spirit of excellence in it. And I'm going to show you where it comes from. This is what the Word of God tells us. Let me go back over here. This is what the Word of God tells us. The Word of God tells us that Daniel was preferred above the president princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the who? King. I'm getting Daniel 6, verse 3, the last part of it. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Did you not know our King Jesus is going to set us over everything? Do you not know that 1 Corinthians, I think, 6, what, 2 and 3, somewhere in there, says that? Do you not know that you're going to judge, the saints going to judge the world? God going to set us over this whole thing? Do you not know that the saints going to judge angels? Oh, you didn't know that? But do you believe it? Or is it just rhetoric? See, what God is trying to do now is take us out of that realm of just hearing the word into doing it. That's what God said. See, we don't come to church. See, let me bust some folk up. I'm feeling spanked here. I ain't going to hit hard. Because you might not receive it. And I'm learning not to hit too hard because I'd rather for you to receive it. When you come through that door, you come through that door not just to get a word for you, but you come through that door to get a word from God so that you can go and help mankind. That's what this is all about. God didn't save you to sit on your behind. God didn't save you to get on your knees and all you're doing is begging him like a pauper. You're a son and a child of the king, and every time you get on your knees, you beg it. Do something. Earn your kibbles and bits. You know, you 
there, whoop, 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 but you ain't done nothing. You don't let people break in the house and everything else, but you want me to give you some kibbles in it. You understand what I'm saying, old dog. So, no, man, you, you want to be fed, but he ain't doing nothing. So, yeah, every time I eat, there is that tape. But he doesn't let everybody steal food and everything else. And I'm looking at him. Won't you? But the grace of God won't let me. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to break it down where we can receive it as it is, you know. What I'm trying to say is that the word of God, this thing that we're involved with in the body, is not for us. You know, anything that ain't working on your body will handicap your body. <laughs> Everything on your body is meant to do some work. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to say it again because, because, because some of them don't like that when you talk about work. But it's time to do something for God. People. It's time to do something for God. It ain't about coming here on Sunday morning and getting the word and going back and doing nothing. What are you going to do with that word? Are you really saved? Are you playing? Because it, my Bible tells me faith without work is dead. Show me a man's faith and I'm going to show you his works. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. I'm quoting scripture to you. That's what a tree is known by. This ain't no joke. See, we done played with it so long till we get mad when the real deal hit us. You know, we go. If you're doing this this morning, that's because you're guilty. Straight up. If you're working for God this morning, then your spirit is wide open listening to the truth. But if you're not, you take a look at yourself. Unravel yourself and take a look at yourself. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. We at a time in this life where all hell is breaking loose all around us and inside of us. And we're going to need some strong soldiers to get through this. And we're going to need some good fellowship to make it. It ain't about numbers. It's about what you got with what you got. That's what it's about. Let me show you a more estimate way. Because all that other come. But if you put that before the more excellent way, then you ain't got nothing. Because what's this? Let's go back to this word here. Talking about the king thought to set him over the whole reign. Look at Job 37, 23. Let's walk a little bit. Job 37, 23. That's right, the folk song. See, we can't have an excellent spirit unless our father have one. Because we came from him. Job 37, verse 23. Over there. Look here. Touching the Almighty. In other words, talking about the Almighty here. We cannot find him out. Romans eleven thirty three say he's way past finding out. His ways are past finding out. So we can't find him out, first of all. We can't find him. Right when you think you done found something out about his cloak and go another direction out. But look what kind of spirit he got. He is excellent in what? Power, in judgment, and in plenty of justice, and he will not afflict. He's excellent. So if we came from the excellent spirit, then he expects us to be 
excellent in what we do. So we got to do our homework with this. Look at Psalm 8.1. Oh Lord, how excellent is thy name, Psalm 8.1, in all the earth. For thou hast set thy glory above the heavens. You see, his excellency, his glory is set above the heavens. And it rains down through the heavens into the earth and everything on the earth. Because the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And all that dwell therein in the world. That's book. But in order to get this excellent, we got to do like Daniel. We talked about Paul over here in Philippians 3.8 the other day, Wednesday night. We talked about how he lost everything and counted all done, didn't he? Didn't mean nothing to him. He said, I counted all nothing but done because of the knowledge of Christ. Daniel got, was at that point. Daniel said, I'm not going to eat what the king giving me to eat. That Babylonian food, you know, that food of the world. I'm not eating this stuff. This stuff will contaminate me. I'm not going to do it. And at the end of the day, I'm still going to look fairer than all the rest of you. So the Lord, he shows us what we need to do and how we need to do it. And that is to walk in the excellence of the power and of justice, the excellence of his justice, just like him. He wants us to be preferred above the rest of the kings and the princesses in the world. He wants us to be above them. He says we're the head and we're not the tail. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians. Because I'm going to wrap it up here in a minute. I ain't going to be long at all. I just come to teach a little this morning. Something easy. But yet so, so divinely needed and necessary. Now look at this. 1 Corinthians 13. We just finished talking about, I'm going to show you a more excellent way in the verse right up above that verse 31. But chapter 13, now he's about to get into what this more excellent way is. Which we know is a way of love. Are we there? 1 Corinthians 13? Alright. Remember I told you this a minute ago, I'm going to tell you something about all your, your gifts. Watch this. Verse 13 says, Though I speak with tongues of who? And of who? And don't have no love? I am become as, what kind of brass? And a tick. Did you hear what he just said? Now I'm going to bust you now. All around the world. They done become tingling brass and a symbol. They got the gift, but they ain't got the love. Ain't no. So yeah, they doing all of they speaking in tongues of men and angels. And that's a proper gift. But it ain't nothing if you ain't got no love according to this word. Okay? Ain't that what the word of God says? That's the word of God. See, you can't, the one thing about the word, see, the reason why a preacher got to stay with the word, because the word of God will keep everybody on track when they don't want to stay on track. See, you can't buck the word. You can't say, yeah, but 
he didn't mean, no, he meant just what he said. That's pure English there, ain't it? If you ain't got no love with your gift, well, let's see about the next gift. I done picked on them tongue talkers long enough. Now let's pick on these prophets enough. Let's, let's pick on them next. It says, verse 2, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and though I have all the faith so that I could move mountains and have no love, no charity, what did it say? I'm going to show you a more excellent way. Now, how many of y'all want a more excellent way? Amen. Amen. You see what I'm saying? See, in other words, don't sweat it. Let me tell you something. You know why? Pastor Destiny, we have a powerful healing ministry here. And don't nobody never fall on the floor, do you? People have gotten up off their deathbeds. Yes, they have. People with tumors big as golf balls. I go to visit a pastor every day. That, 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 that they gave him four weeks to live. We prayed over him, and God said, uh -uh. He said, you ain't going to die, you're going to live. It's been about, what, five, six, maybe about six years now. That's right. Roger Nunes. Right up there used to be at St. Paul Lutheran Church. We got people who are being healed all over this place. Don't make no big noise about it. See, the way of love will do it. It's the word that does it. God ain't deaf. I don't have to do no antics for God. Don't y'all know that? All you got to do, Jesus said, your faith ain't made you whole. He kept going. He didn't stick around and see. Say what? Say it loud. That was it. Be here. See, you got to be able to catch the word. See, but if you already got your own little old religious beliefs, you ain't going to never catch nothing but a cold. Because every time the word of God comes to try to free you, you're going to put yourself back in chains again. Because you're trying to put God in a box. All God told me to do was speak his word. He said, I'll do the rest. And that's what I've been doing. And that's how God has done great and mighty things. We right now on iTunes, that thing, that thing got a popularity thing on, on all of them. I got, I think it's about 50 something sermons on there. And each window, it's got windows. And one window there got a thing called popularity. And each one, each one of them sermons, it goes in that slot and across their popularity. And it shades itself in as far as how popular. That thing then, that thing then ran all the way around, pulled up. All the way around, then shaded in gray, and then went back and started all over, and then filled up again. See, God is out there doing a miraculous thing. You understand what I'm saying? That thing just rolled. Then they say, well, don't worry about it. It's just, it done ran out of room. It's got to redo. And sure enough, two or three days later, that thing done filled up. I said, Brenda, it's done filled up again. Ain't spent a dime to reach tens of thousands of people. You understand what I'm trying to say? That's God. That's God Almighty. That's God. This ministry done moved over almost 800 tons in the last, how long, Brandon? Seven years? In seven years, we moved over 800 tons of supplies and stuff all around the world. 
Y'all ought to be proud of what you're working with here with God. And that's just small stuff. That's small compared to what God wants to do. And God is working in a new arena with us now. And all we got to do is walk therein. But it says in verse 3 here, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Okay. This different now. Even though we done sent all of that around the world. Look here now. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it don't profit me nothing. So it don't make no difference what we've done. If we ain't got no love with it, it's all in vain, people. Yeah, Lord, didn't we do this in your name and didn't we do that? Get away from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. You know why? Because when you did what you did, you didn't do it in love. And see, God don't connect with nothing that don't have love because God is love. I showed you a more excellent way. But look what verse 4 says. Charity, which is love, suffers long. It's kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't puff itself up. It doesn't vaunt itself. It don't behave itself unseemingly. Seeketh not her own. It's not easily provoked and thinketh no evil. See, see, love don't do none of that stuff. I ain't stopped yet. But love, see, 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 gifts, if you're not careful, it'll puff you up, a gift will. Y'all ever seen anybody with a gift, but then you know they were puffed up with it? But the Bible says love don't do none of that. So what I'm trying to say, church, is that there is a danger in God blessing us with these spiritual endowments. Just like it's a danger with God blessing us with physical things and money and stuff. It's a danger. Because what will happen is, is that we'll get beside ourselves. And then we'll think that. We're more than what we are. And then the next thing you know, we got to have to bust our head, put us on our knees, and then we look at shame, you know. Then we look at shame. So the way I see it is like this. And Pastor Riken and I were talking about this in the thing. I would rather for God to handle me now than <laughs> y'all y'all didn't hear what I said. Y'all did it was Handle me now. You understand what I'm saying? Don't let me and then bust my head. No, you deal with me now. You handle me now. I know you got a people for me. I ain't worried about that. But you handle me now. You handle me now. Don't, 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 don't you do that to me, Lord. Please don't do that to me. Don't let me and not have this thing that way. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want that. No, keep me low, Lord. Keep me humble. Keep that thorns. That's right. That's right. Come boy. I saw a man in the morning. I felt sorry for him when he had to step with his wife before. Tender thought. And thought. I don't want to do that. No, you handle me now, Lord. 
you can handle me right now, it'd be all right. You can handle me like that. I ain't got no problem with that. I don't want to. And then, Anyway, the Bible tells us in verse 8, that uh, verse 6, that rejoices not in iniquity. That's what love. You see, love don't rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love beareth all things, believeth all things, hope all things, endure all things. Charity, which is love, is never fails. But look here. Just, 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 just for all y'all that believe in them gifts, to the point of making the more excellent way a lesser way, when you should be understanding that a gift is a gift, but there is a more excellent way called love, because the gift, look what the gift's going to do. Verse 8. Charity never fails. Love never fails. I'm showing you a more excellent way now. You can buck it if you want. But whether there be prophecies, they shall what? But love never what? I show you a more excellent way. Whether there be what? Say it loud. Tongues. What happened to them? They'll cease, won't they? But whether there be knowledge, it should do what? Uh-huh. So whatever gift we got, that's all. For love fails. It'll never fail you. I always say when I'm in doubt, remember the love. The best advice that I can give anybody in this church is when you're in doubt about anything, love. L-O-V-E. Remember the love. And if you remember to love, you won't say the wrong thing. Because a man of knowledge speaks sparingly. And love will give you the knowledge you need to keep your mouth closed. And love will give you the understanding you need to keep your mouth closed and wait till you hear from God before you try to deal with the situation. That's what love will do. And then when you do come with your love, you'll be speaking the truth in love and not in the letter. Because the letter of the law will kill you. That's what it'll do. There's too many preachers killing the people with the letter. They'll hit you over the head. Couple weeks ago, Pastor was on my house. We talked. He got so angry. He didn't even want to pray. He just left. Didn't know I'm wrong. I guess about eight days later after God ate him up, you ate him good. Ate him good. He called me. I'm laying there with my wife. I know he did I had thought about it about 20 minutes before he called. God was telling me, Nick, I'm going to send a couch your way. Phone rang. I look over there at it. It's this particular individual. He's going Make restitution. Yeah. Well, I'm game for restitution. I'm game for making it right. See, it don't make no difference who's right or wrong, long as we get it right. <laughs> it make me no difference. 
You know you're wrong. Why are you God? Just get it right. And then he turned around and he said, I'm glad it came to my point. Then he turned around and he said, you know what? He said, you know them three computers you gave me? He said, you know all my children gone now. Would you like to have them back where you can use them at your church? Can you use them? I said, sure can. So we got three more computers done. That was mine in the beginning, but I gave and it came right. See, that's what I'm trying to do. Every seed has its own body. Come right back to you. <laughs> In the most uncanny way. Now little kids gonna have one out there where they can play. Then we'll put it set 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 up one more in there and then we'll go in one of these and we're gonna set some in there. Because that's what we're gonna do. As God allows us to do. We're going to do that. But God has been good to us. In verse 9, says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. And this is what 1 John 3, 2 is telling us. 1 John 3, 2 is telling us, but Beloved, what manner of love has God bestowed upon us that we should even be called the sons of God? And then he goes on and he says, but even though we don't know what we shall be, we know that when he comes, we shall be like him. And who's coming to get us? Jesus Christ, our God, our Lord, our Savior. He said we'll be like him when he comes. So you see, he said, now we know in part. You know. But then he says, when the thing is made perfect, verse 10, that which was in part is going to be done away. Verse 11 says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. And I understood as a child. And I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we, church, we see through a glass darkly. We don't see the whole picture right now. But then, when he comes, that's what he's saying. We should see him face to face. Now we know in part but then shall I know even as I am known. See, that's a very powerful statement there. He said, now I know in part about what's going, what, I, what I am. And that's what he's talking about, this whole thing, you know, called life. You see, let me just bring it on first, this whole thing about me. I just know in part. But he said, but there's going to come a time, though, when, when you're going to be, you're going to know as God knows you. That's powerful. Because I came from God. We came from God. And God is going to show us our real identity. And the Word of God says, that's why this, uh, trend of thought that when you get to heaven, I'm going to know you and you're going to know me. No, no, no. That's not biblical. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible did not say that. But what the Bible did say in the book of Revelation that I'm going to write a new name in your forehead. And ain't nobody going to know it but you. You understand what I'm saying? 
Now, when you run reference on that word name, it means quality. That means I'm going to give you a new quality than what you have now. And ain't nobody going to know it but you. What we do on this side is over here. The Bible says that in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. When he say change, he means change. Why would God? Mm -mm. No, you done crossed over. That my heart. No, baby, you got a new thing in your head now, baby. And ain't nobody know. In other words, you got a new purpose, a new mission, new everything. everything. And don't nobody know it but you. And you know what? Won't nobody have to coax you to walk out your purpose then. See, that's the, uh, see, see, won't nobody have to, 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 to hunt you for each time to go to church. You know, won't nobody have to do that. See, you had that thing in your head, you know, and you'll automatically go and walk it out. Because you'll know who you are then. Because you'll be known as you are to him. And you'll see him face to face, and you will be just like him. See, don't nobody have to nudge him to serve us. See, he ain't like us. He ain't like us when we're supposed to be here. We don't. He ain't like us, see. See, he's always here for us. But we men and women, we humans, we slack in. Y'all can, can do better than that. Now, if I told y'all that, hey, God don't bless y'all and I take and pull out a big old thing of money and throw it right here. Y'all will run around here and holler and whoop and everything. I wouldn't have to put that thing out there, man. They tell me about this with a shot. But you tell them the truth. Oh, amen, and we get water. And God looking at us. It's pitiful. It's pitiful. We just got to pray for one another that we get some strength. You know, what do you do? Because y'all know I'm telling the truth. You put, you put that money, you put that money out there and they be skipping and a hunting and a dancing and praising God. You put that word out there like as is. You know, when you buy this word, you got to buy it as is. The warranty is already with it. Ain't nothing going to be changed. It just is what it is. You know? So we come in we're waiting on God to do something for us. But it's time for us to do something for God. And that's just the way it is. And that's the way it's always been. And that's the way it's going to always be. And if we don't have what we're supposed to have, then like I told you before, check your itinerary. Find out where we're going wrong. And it's correct. All we got to do is take it to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I know I screwed up here. I need a little help here. He'll put you right, he'll put you right back in the saddle and bless you. He'll do that. How many want to be blessed by God? I ain't got to preach hard at you. If I preach this word like that hard at y'all, y'all be mad at me. I get tired of going home, y'all hot with me. So sometimes I just take it easy and feel hard. Because the word is the word. And ain't nothing I can do about it. It don't make no difference whether I shout. It don't make no difference. You know what I'm saying, sister, sister? It don't make no difference. When that thing is spoken, it just do something to a person. It either make him glad or mad. 
Ain't no in between. I just go do one or the other. He's gonna do one of So that's what I'm trying to say is that you don't have you can't make God do nothing. You can't make God do nothing. You know? All you gotta do is believe in faith. That's all you gotta do. You can't make him do nothing. I mean, you can cut yourself. You know how they do in some of these rituals? You can play with the snakes. Yeah, they do that too. You know. You can flow roll from that side to here. And roll up in the, in the carpet. You can do whatever you want to. But I'm telling you something. If God ain't going to do it, <laughs> it ain't going to be done. And let me tell you something else. On the contrary to that, if God's going to do it, then he's going to do it. It's just that simple. It ain't nothing hard about it. You know what I'm saying? We the one got to do all the antics, but I don't have to do the antics. I ain't got to do that. All I got to do is preach the word of God and go on home about my business. And, 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 and God said, well done, son. You know why? Because I didn't preach Larry's word, I preached the word of God. Amen. And when you preach the word of God, you say, and you give it to people, then that's up to God what he want to do to them. If he want to heal them, he'll heal them. It was, one, it was a lot of widows during the time of the drought with Elijah, but God sent him to one widow, one special widow, right? But it was a bunch of them. Now, it don't make no difference what Elijah said. He could have went to any other widow, but it, God said go to that one. And I guarantee you, what Elijah did over here by the power of God, if he'd have went to another widow and tried it, it wouldn't have worked. It's only by God's divine purpose that it'll work. Either God is going to prefer you, or he's not going to prefer you. But the word of God is fact. The word of God says God will bless the righteous. This is his word. If you're righteous, then God says he's going to bless you. And he's going to encompass you with favor. As with a shield. That means favor is going to be all around you. And when favor is on your life, you're going to be preferred above all the presidents and the princesses and everything else. You'll be preferred above them. So my thing this morning in closing is that everybody needs, including myself, first, everybody needs to understand what position we have in Christ. And we need to Walk in that position and that purpose and be who God has called us to be. And if we pull together in a more excellent way, we'll be all right, Jerry. And the reason why we've been able to make it this far is because we've chose the more excellent. That's the, only, that's the only reason we're here today. That's the only reason that we're still standing as an assembly is because we chose the way of love.
It shows the way of judgment. And those, I'll say it and I'll say it again, those who wanted to judge instead of love, they ain't here no more. Because grace and the law, they don't coexist. Like this one and this one. No. The law has now been fulfilled by way of grace through Jesus Christ. So, ain't no law here and grace here. It's just grace, right? And grace and mercy is what a child of God needs. Did y'all hear what I said? I said grace and mercy is what a child of God needs. I'm going to tell y'all something. I don't care whether I ever prophesy again. I don't care whether Brenda ever speaks in tongues again. I don't care whether anybody else come up in here and do any other gift again. That don't make me no different. Only thing that I care about is that we love one another. I'm going to show you a more excellent way. Did you hear what I said? This is a church of love. L-O-V-E. That's what we do here. And if love ain't in it, I don't want it. So whatever your gifts are, do it with love. Do it with the passion of love. And it can be accepted here. But we, we don't put pastors up on pedestals because pastors are not here to You know how they do. That'll get you hurt. You know that'll hurt you? To put a man on a pedestal. You know that hurt you? That's a graven image. That hurt you. No, you, I told y'all from day one and I'm closing, I'm telling you again. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Because Jesus is love. And the Bible says love will never fail. In the name of Jesus, y'all come forward. Thank you, y'all. Anybody need prayer up in there? Brenda, you want to come up after they do and deal with the prayer?